0: Okay, that's it. You need to come out of this room, turn that sad song off of loop and get outside. No, it just hurts too bad. Just like the song says, I know I'll never love this way again. Yeah, that was me being overly dramatic and tearful over a breakup. At that time, my friends were trying to drag me out of my dorm room and I was wailing and crying over some little boy. (laughs) Anyway, this is Michelle Spiper and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Spat. So come on and join me on the flip as we talk about getting your life in order. I'll see you on the flip. Yeah, I wish that was the last time I cried over a guy, but hey, you live and you learn. And one of the things I did learn is that in the area of companionship, um, there was a lot I had to learn. And so thank goodness for some of the very things I'm gonna be talking to you about today that helped me in that area. So let's get right down to it. When I talk about getting your life in order, what I'm really talking about is getting to the root of what makes you tick, all right? So what we're going to be covering today is a lot of stuff, but I'm hoping that I can break it down in a way where it's highly useful for you and you get the ahas and the wisdom smacks that you need. So let's get into it. So at the beginning of this, I'm going to start with... a little background. And then I'm going to move into some things that I'm going to ask you to listen to. And if if one or some of them resonate, then make note of that. And also, I want you to check the show notes because I'm going to put these lists, if you will, in the show notes for you. So don't worry about, you know, having to try to uh, write them down. They're going to be in the show notes. So check them out. All right, here we go. The first thing I want to do is, when we're talking about getting your life in order, I want to set up an order, okay? So let's talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs to self-actualize. I'm going to pretend like you have not heard of that and just give you a quick little background. So Maslow, Maslow to me is one of the nicer um, psychologists that you go through when you're um, in school. And for the most part, Mazov was a pretty cool dude. He uh, came up at a time where um, the, uh, for the, the new world order was such that people were moving from being in communities to now wanting to explore their individualized selves. OK. And so because of that, he came up with this uh, pyramid of uh, steps that people go through. And it was an observation. He was a psychologist, so he wasn't um, doing hard science, but through his observations, he came up with this. Now, if you look at it today, a lot of people will say, well, you know, that's not scientific enough and all of this kind of stuff. But let me tell you, we still use it because when we look at these uh, different levels and types of um, uh, steps to get to self-actualization. They resonate, okay? So just you know, bear with me on that, okay? So you could call like call it layman's terms of trying to understand your life, okay? So here we go. The bottom layer is going to be the physiological layer. Now that's going to be being able to just survive, having clean air. that doesn't poison you or kill you, fresh water, um, shelter, those types of things. So your basic, basic needs just to survive. Then the next level up above that is going to be safety. Now, safety has to do with protection. It has to do with now that you have shelter, um, is it safe? Um, If uh, being able to... um, have protection for you and your family and those types of things. And then we jump up to the third level. Now, I'm going to just go on to say now, the third level is the biggest level that most people in the world spend their time on uh, once they uh, have their basic needs met and they feel somewhat safe. And that is love and belonging. That's going to be a lot of, it it encompasses your career, your love life, your, um, your health, all of that kind of stuff. And then after that, we move into esteem. Yes, now esteem does have to deal with self-esteem, but it also has to deal uh, with how people um, look at us. We, you know, our, our clamor for respect and to be uh, respected. And then after that, that's where we would get to self-actualization. And that is beginning to know who we are. Uh, and this used to be where the pyramid stopped. Maslow got a little older, time started changing a little bit, and he looked back and he said, you know what? That's not really where people stop. He said, if you really want to look at the capstone of the greatest achievement of what people do in their lives, then that's going to be transcendence. This is where people become altruistic, like your Martin Luther King's and Gandhi's and all those other uh, people that we attribute that great work for humanity. Uh, two. So he put that one on the top. So there, you know, we're six of them. Now, the reason why I took you through this is because this is kind of like a foundation for some of the stuff I'm going to talk about now. And I'm actually going to borrow from consumer behaviorism and marketing. Uh, yeah. And so I, I started realizing, and I got these wisdom smacks when I was going through this stuff, you know, years back. So I was like, no, wait a minute. This stuff is brilliant. Now you know how Facebook and everybody collects all this data on you, and they're now saying that uh, if you give them uh, a certain amount of clicks, they can predict, you know, that um, how you're going to behave in certain manners. I think the golden number now is only 300 clicks. If they know um, 300 likes that you like, they know you better than you know yourself. Up to 100, they know you better than your your friends and even your, your, your mom knows you. And uh, you wonder, well, how is that? And it's based on the stuff I'm about to show you now. Yes, I'm about to pull it back so you can see what's really going on. Okay, so we had uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all of that kind of stuff, right? Now, uh, at the time when Maslow was coming up with this, we also had positive psychology. Uh, There was even post-Martin was coming up. There was a lot of things happening between the 40s through the 80s. Yeah, that 40-year gap was an explosion of how we viewed people because we were firmly ensconced in the study of the individual as well as how the individual behaved in the crowd. And so it gave birth to all this stuff. And then we got a great uh, understanding of how to market to people. All right. So at the beginning of it, we started looking at facts about people and that was called demographics. And I'm pretty sure you've heard of demographics. Okay. So demographics are concrete things, like how old are you? What gender do you ascribe to? Do you ascribe to a gender? Ethnicity? Uh, income? All of the things that have a fact about them. But then once we got that and more data started coming in and people started understanding the value of collecting data, and if you'll remember, I talked about uh, data in, a, in a, a previous podcast where I described data as being that. Uh, information that you collect and observe, okay? And so once we started getting more and more data that we could observe, we started learning that we need more. And thus, we moved from demographics to psychographics. Now, if you're not familiar with that term, that's simply a fancy way way of saying that marketers started wanting to know why you bought something. Not only what you were buying, but now they wanted to know why and then thus the psychographics told us things like oh okay so she is um female in the south in her late 30s and uh, she buys this brand of toilet paper why and and that's where the psychographics came from and based on that they started learning that people actually behaved predictably irrational. I've, I've mentioned that book before, uh, but I want to uh, actually talk about another book that uh, succinctly gives the things that I'm actually going to talk to you about today. I think in one of the best ways to, you know, just put it in a list so that you'll get it. So I'm going to actually borrow from that. And the name of the book is called Castvertising. And it is written two marketers. So it's it's not for laymen. But if you're nosy enough to get it, it it's, it's an interesting read. Okay, so let's get into it. So in this book, they talk about the eight life force desires. These are the things that drive people. And I'm going to give you this and then I'm going to give you something else behind that. And then we'll tie it up on, I'm going to give you kind of like a diagnostic to go through and check or or look at. And then that's going to be the way that you start figuring out what areas you need to hit first and get in order so that you can have um, the lifestyle you want and you can have a longevity of that lifestyle. Does that sound good? I hope so, but let's get into it. Okay, so back to these uh, eight life force desires. Okay, so the first one is survival, and within survival, it also talks about life extension and life enjoyment. Um, when we're talking about these desires, remember these were written to appeal to marketers to be able to appeal to you. All right, so one of the great desires that most people have is either a need to survive, or if they've got that under cover then the need to extend their life and extend their life enjoyment, okay? Sounds familiar, going back to that Maslow hierarchy of needs. You see why you, we're, 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 we put that there? Because it's feeding into this. Okay, the next one, number two, enjoyment of food and beverages. Think about uh, all the times you were marketed to with words like succulent and ice cold and all of those things. That's because they knew that we had a desire to enjoy food and beverages, especially spirited beverages. (laughs) Okay, the third one was freedom from pain, fear and danger. And I'm going to tell you, you need to asterisk this one. This one is a big one. Whenever people want to sell to someone, the easy low-hanging fruit and the easy way to sell, tell, sell to someone is to really twist the butter knife in the wound of pain. Yes, people will go to exorbitant um, uh, lengths to avoid pain, fear, and danger. They are driven by it. If you want someone to buy something from you, don't talk about how good that thing uh, will make them. Talk about the pain, the danger, and the fear it will prevent them from having to experience. And they will buy it all day long. Most places that you think of in some form or fashion have a pain-directed way of appealing to your desire to not experience pain. You know, we go down the list, but we don't have time for that. But we could go down the list. I mean, I'll, I'll just give you one for instance. Um, gym memberships. Gym memberships, they don't really talk about how good you're going to look when you get your gym body. No, they talk about getting up and going to the gym so you don't die. <laughs> okay, they go for the jugular because they understand about this whole pain one. All right, so let's move to the next one. The next one is sexual companionship. There is an entire industry that uh, goes after that desire that we don't want to be alone. We want to experience love and we want to experience companionship from a person or persons, you know, I'm not judging, you know, person or persons that get us on an intimate level. You know, uh, dating industries are very big. And even with that sexual companionship, you even get into um, health um, that we're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, So uh, not, not just health, but your appearance. And there are a lot of different tentacles that fan out from sexual companionship because we all have that desire to love and be loved. All right. So the next one is to have a comfortable living condition. Real estate, huge, huge, huge. And not only comfortable living condition, it's not just about the quality of the domicile. It's also about the quality of the respect you get for the type of house and the location and all of those things. So there's a lot wrapped up into each one of these. All right, moving on. The sixth one. Now, this is one that a lot of people, when asked head on, are like, no, that's not me. I don't do that. But it's okay, because we understand. You know, you might not give much credence to it, but the propensity for it to spring up in you, if you're not watching it, can come. And number six is to be superior, winning, or keeping up with the Joneses. There is a bit of competitive spirit in each one of us, in invariant. Denominations, but it's there. The seed is there, and that is one of the core desires that people have. The seventh one is the care and protection of loved ones, and then the eighth one is social approval. We care. You might not say that you care, but on some level, you care because if you didn't care, you would uh, become a hermit, and they <laughs> heart. Um, uh, lonely heartache is a real thing. It is, and they have proven that the more people are not around folks, they shorten their lifespans. We are just wired to be social on on even if you're an introvert and you have social anxieties, there comes a time when you need human interaction. It might not be a group, but you need to be social with someone. For your, for your mental health, okay? So let me repeat those real quick, all, all in succession. So the, uh, the eight life force desires that humans have uh, that came out of them doing these studies and trying to get psychographics and why people do the things they do came down to this. Number one, survival, life extension, and life enjoyment. Number two, enjoyment of food and beverages. Number three, freedom from pain, fear, and danger. Number four, sexual companionship. Number five, comfortable living conditions. Number six, to be superior, winning, or keeping up with the Joneses. Number seven, care and uh, protection of loved ones. And number eight, social approval. Now, once they established that, they started to understand that there were some secondary things that were branching out from these. And so there was another list that was combined that's called the nine learned secondary wants. Now, these are not desires, but these are wants, okay? And remember, a desire is really a, a type of tension, of a need not being met. So that's what a desire is. And a want, a want is a, a nice to have, okay? So, let me go through those. I'm not going to spend as much time on this because I want to get to the to the, the the diagnostic part that is going to help you to get your life in order. And it's it's feeding off of these. That's the only reason why I'm kind of like taking the time to go through these right now. Okay, so if you're with me, let's go. So these are the nine secondary wants that people usually have. They want to be informed. Uh, they want to satisfy their curiosity. Think of gossip and uh, people reading the news and predicting the weather, the weather forecast. That's all under curiosity. Uh, the third one is cleanliness of body and your surroundings. We, we, we want to actually have hygiene and be clean. You know, that, that stuff keeps you from getting sick. <laughs> uh, number four. We want efficiency in our life. That is why we love automation and uh, we love services and and outsourcing stuff that we don't want to do. Number five feeds into that. Convenience. We love convenience. We are willing to pay for convenience at a premium. Ever bought uh, milk or eggs from a convenience store? Yeah. Number six is dependability and quality. Self-explanatory. Number seven, this is a big one. uh, We want to be able to express ourselves through beauty and style. Think of the cosmetics industry, not only makeup, but also plastic surgery, enhancements, and all of those types of things. And then number eight, we want to have economy and profit, capitalism, all of that stuff. And then number nine, yes, we want bargains. We want to get the best price, okay? So now that I've gone through those, mm, rubbing my hands together, this is where we get to the good stuff. You ready? Okay, so getting our life in order based on what we've learned from these marketers about ourselves and how they, I hate to say it, but a lot of times manipulate us they have understood that there are some things that people want to feel based off of the uh eight desires and the nine secondary wants here they are all right so in some regards and if they can figure out which one of these is your biggest hit this is the one that they appeal to but what i want you to do is i'm going to list them and i want you to look at and it's eight of them i want you to look at or, or figure out which one resonates with you the most. And that's the one that you start with to start tweaking and getting your life in order. For some of you, this is going to be a big aha moment um, because this stuff helps to really get to those secrets. They actually call them the secret desires. Okay. So now, da da da, let's get into them. Secret desire number one to feel successful. Secret desire number two to feel less mortal. Secret desire number three to feel independent. Secret desire number four um, to feel more uh, more secure. Secret desire number five to feel attractive. Number six to feel wanted. Number seven to feel respected. Number eight to feel comfortable. And number nine to feel worth it. I said um, uh, eight, but I think there are nine. Yeah, there are nine of them, okay? So I'm gonna take each one of them individually and I'm just gonna give you like three things for each one of them so that you get what that means. And like I said, if you get some, hmm, okay, you know, and it's okay, you don't have to tell anybody, but it's going to help you. All right. So here are the secret desires that marketers use that now you can use to start pinpointing the areas that you need to work on. You need to tweak or you need to even just give attention to and acknowledge that. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, it's okay. All right. All right. The first one to feel successful. That means that, and these are examples, this is not all conclusive, but this is just an example. So if you want to feel successful, that might mean that you want to earn more money. You want to launch a business or win at your stocks and investments. So if that's you, take note. The next one, number two, to feel less mortal. All right. That means maybe you want to live longer. You want to be healthier or even have more energy. OK, you see how these are really getting at some of the stuff that maybe we don't pay attention to and we should. Number three, under our secret desires, uh, maybe you want to feel independent. That means you might want to learn something new, master a skill or fix what's broken. I'm going to tell you right now that. um some of these come forward at different times in our lives and different times in our uh, histories and our and tr- our trends of the world. And right now, a lot of people are are needing to feel more independent. That is why uh, podcasts like these are taking off because people want to learn stuff. They want to master a skill and they want to fix what's broken in their life. So you see how important that is? And a lot of people are resonating with this one right now to feel dependent. All right, let's get to number four, to feel more secure. Remember we talked about Maslow's in that first one, the physiological uh, needs to feel safe, secure, and your basic needs met? There, Here it is. But it looks like this. Maybe you want to build a nest egg. Maybe you want to save on purchases or even get passive income. All of this um, Ties into being able to feel secure, so that you don't have to worry about your tomorrow and how you'll take care of yourself in the long run. Okay, let's look at number five. Maybe you want to feel attractive. That includes losing weight, getting stronger, or even looking younger. And it is okay. Um, a lot of people are are um, into the losing weight and looking younger. Okay. The next one, maybe you want to feel wanted. That means maybe you you want to make more friends or even make some friends. Go on dates if you're single and available. Have better sex. The next one, feeling respected. This one is another big one these days. People want to be independent. Remember I told you that was a big one, but they also want to be respected. That includes things like people wanting to get rewarded for their efforts or earn praise. Or this is a big one. Get famous. Instagram famous anyone? Okay. Number eight. Maybe you want to just feel comfortable, you know? Maybe that you want to eliminate pain and stress and just sleep better. And then the last one. Maybe you want to feel worth it or feel worthy. You know, maybe you want to be able to indulge in a desire that, that you want just because you want it. You want to maybe treat yourself or even splurge and have the best. Now, we have gone through these secret desires. These are the things that marketers have been using to profile you and to pinpoint what drives you, knowing that nine times out of 10, you don't know that about yourself. But that ends today, because now that you know you can do better. Now, how do you go about using this to get your life in order? Well, for one thing, based on this, and remember, I put these in the show notes. You can grab them there. Uh, based on these, be honest with yourself. You don't have to show anybody. Go through these and, 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 and think about the ones, and I'm talking about the secret desires now, Go in and look at the things that really resonate with you, or you feel a conviction over, or you like, maybe that would be nice, or yeah, I'm slipping in that. And then give them a, um, a hierarchy of priority. And once you've given them a hierarchy of priority, maybe your finances are out of whack and you need to earn more money that you might think that's your number one, but when you go through it and you look at all of them and you have to be honest with yourself, you may understand that before I can earn more more money, I need to fix what's broken, which is instead of being successful, first, I need to be independent. And that becomes your number one. Now, this is how we start to use these diagnostics to help us pinpoint Not to put the cart before the horse, but to get some order and direction in our life. And this is not exhaustive, but these are are good ways to help you understand what drives you and what you need to give attention to in the order. You know, I have uh, actually had uh, times where people wanted to earn more money and they were already independent. And came to find out they didn't really need to earn more money as much as they needed to be respected and get rewarded for the stuff they were already doing. And it only came through looking at this diagnostic in front of them to get the, oh, you know, and the aha. It's like, "Um, well, maybe I need to charge what, you know, you can't ever charge with your worth, but maybe I need to charge what is, um competitive. Maybe I need to go out there and see what is competitive. Uh, maybe I'm undercutting myself. You know, what about the person who wants to feel comfortable? They want to sleep better and eliminate pain. Well, it might be that to get comfortable, you need to go back to feeling less mortal by looking at living longer and having more energy and living healthier, where it's not just about feeling attractive to lose weight, but it's about getting on a regimen that helps you to have health. You know, a lot of times people um, think that, oh, I need to lose weight, get stronger, look younger, you know, under the feel attractive, but it's not that. It's less mortal. I need to go to the doctor and get a diagnostic and and deal with it head on to make sure I'm giving myself every opportunity to address what will help me so that I can get to my ultimate of feeling comfortable, of eliminating pain, eliminating stress, and feeling better and sleeping better. There are so many different ways that you can look at these, and they all stem from these desires and these wants that we have. Again, the eight core life force desires are survival. We want life extension and life enjoyment. We want to be able to enjoy our food and our beverages. We want freedom from that pain, fear, and danger. We want sexual companionship and comfortable living conditions. We do sometimes want to be superior. Why do you think a lot of times your car choices are what they are? (laughs) Okay, we want to have care and protection of ourselves and our loved ones. And we, we do want social approval. And that feeds in to all of these things that I'm talking about now, you know, of being able to get your life in order. Now, I know I've thrown a lot at you today, but hey, what else is new? That is what we do here. <laughs> and I know that it can be hard to take this stuff seriously and be honest with yourself. And so if it's hard for you to pinpoint these, maybe you get with somebody who is trusted and you put this in front of them. Hey, you never know. It'll help them too. And you guys decide to be honest with each other to help you get down to the nitty gritty of what you need to deal with in priority to ultimately get to what you want. And I'll tell you one thing. Using just a simple little nine point little diagnostic of the secret desires, you will be able to get to the point where you now have order to your life and you have well-roundedness in the different areas of your life and you have harmony where you are extending not only your life and your lifestyle, but your lifestyle enjoyment. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I sure do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. So I ask you to take this this one seriously. And don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, and share. And please continue to use that Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. I'll see you tomorrow.